Any opinions and advice given on the Way Less podcast are not considered medical nutrition therapy. Seek assistance from registered dietitians, licensed nutritionists, or your physician. Welcome to Way Less, a weight loss journey podcast in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm Roy, Randy, and Roanoke. A lot of things going on in today's show, Randy. Um, We still have the Fitbit Inspire 2. We still have another one of those to give away. Uh, we have a Facebook page. If you go to facebook.com slash let's wait, uh, let's wait less, you can like and follow it. And we'll be just selecting one random person to win the Fitbit Inspire 2. It also comes with that one year membership. So you get individualized um, training and tips and counseling when it comes to your weight loss journey. So make sure you're doing that. And you never know when we're going to be picking out a random winner on our Facebook page to win. Uh, you know, we have a guest today, Randy who is like family to me. I host a radio show with her every morning. And uh, before we started the show, she asked what our Instagram handle was. Okay. Well, we don't... We're not there yet. We haven't gotten there yet. We're we're still small time. We... um, And honestly, it's because I don't have enough spots on my phone to add (laughs) (laughs) another Instagram because you only get like five, like max, and you can't do any more. And... Between all the ones I have to manage, I can't pick and choose. You know, I got me, I got my dog Callie, I got radio, now this. I got too many projects. But we'll, we're definitely working on that too. So whenever we get the Instagram account set up, uh, we'll do a contest where people can win even more prizes. We have gift cards to Subway to give away. We have our uh, awesome friends at Adidas with bags, to, uh, gym bags to give away, more Fitbits down the road. So a lot of great things going on there. Uh, how you been, Randy? I'm good. You, sir? Doing well. Doing well. Let's. I don't want to waste much time because, no. uh, you know, we, ha- we it's it's not often we get blessed with, you know, radio royalty. Yeah. Uh, Loren Marola, welcome to Way Less. Thanks, Roy. I will say, if you don't know, because we do, Loren, have quite a few people who um, are in different states that listen to this show. Uh, every single morning, I do a radio show with her. I sit right beside her. She is a former NFL Dolphins cheerleader, former NBA Hornets dancer. Uh, she was in Miss USA pageant uh, in with Miss Pennsylvania, I believe it was. It was, yes. Uh, you, of course, a radio superstar, a blogger with all the F words where you share and, and expose your whole life to. Uh, <laughs> so um, welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. I just put uh, my youngest son down for a little nap, and my oldest son is getting pizza with dad. So great. I am great. <laughs> Good. So you have some time. Yeah. Well, I wanted to chat with you because you have a lot going on. You have your family, you have your blog, you have your radio career. And on top of all that, you have behind the scenes, I've been seeing, you've been tackling this awesome nutrition and health journey, a journey. And it's been Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, And I wanted to get your insight on things as a mom who's trying to tackle this. So I guess to start things off, can you tell me how, so ever since I've known you, you've always been very focused on health and nutrition. I mean, when I first met you, when you were a Hornets NBA dancer, I mean, you were working out all the time. You were coming in. You would be dancing until like 11 p.m. the night yeah. before and then coming into the studio at 4 a.m. You've always been very health-focused. 
Yeah, it's, and I have to be honest with you, being so aware of your your body and what you're burning and how you look in a uniform for so long is very um, kind of mind screwy when you get out of that lifestyle. Now, you know, going from being a Miss Pennsylvania and a Dolphins cheerleader and a Hornets cheerleader to being a mom, after two babies, my body looks completely different than it did just five years ago. So I have not only had to figure out how to get reacquainted with my body and how to love my body again, um, but I'm also on this weight loss journey. And you know, to some, it may not sound like a lot, but when I delivered with my son, Cashin, I was 180, um, and, or I'm sorry, I was 190 with my son, Cashin, and I was 180 with my son, Jackson. And I'm 5'7". Um, I like to think I have an athletic build, but I put on 50 plus pounds in each, each pregnancy. So when, you know, after you have a baby, about 30 of that comes off on its own, but then you struggle, or at least I've struggled getting off the last 20. And uh, so, what's your goal weight right now? Is it what 170? Well, so no, I'm already down. Um, I, I would right after Christmas, I was like 150. 150. When, okay. Yeah, when I was cheering, I mean it was not a maintainable weight for the average person. I was doing so much cardio that my body was burning faster than I could even put the calories in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like 117 at some point cheering. Oh so you can see what a big number jump that was for me. And that's what I have to kind of, um, you know, check myself sometimes because I am the kind of person that does get wrapped up in a number, but I'm aware of it so I can pull myself back from it, if that makes sense. When you, with your first baby, mm -hmm. go through, with cash, go through the the weight gain there. And then with the second, what did you see? Uh, yeah, so with cash and my first son, I think I was like maybe 125 when I got pregnant with him. And... I gained a lot of weight during that pregnancy because it was my first pregnancy. I, I didn't know what I was doing, like most of us don't when we get pregnant. So to me, I was just kind of eating what I was craving. <laughs> you were you were eating for two. Yeah, truly eating for two. But you know, I think things just got away from me. I didn't. I don't typically crave sweets, um, but when I was pregnant, I wanted ice cream. I wanted a lot of fruit, things that were very high in sugar. Was cash the strawberry? Um, the yes. strawberry treats. Okay. Yes. You would come into the studio every morning with <laughs> like the biggest bucket of strawberries I, I've ever seen, and you would eat those all morning. Dude, I would go through like a five pound Costco crate of strawberries and Dallas, my husband would get them for me like on the weekend. And by Tuesday, he'd be like, hey, I'm going to the, you know, Harris Teeter, the, the normal store. Do you do you need anything? I'd be like, yeah, can you get strawberries? He's like, no, there's a five pound thing. Of I'm like, buddy, I ate those Monday night. Those <laughs> nice. have been gone for two days. <laughs> yeah. So That's awesome. So you you were eating kind of everything and whatever you wanted. Mm -hmm. um, did you kind of tell yourself 
did you give her permission? Like, Hey, you know, this is what my body needs this is what my baby wants. So I'll just get, I'll get rid of this weight when this is over. Is that kind of yeah. how you framed it? Uh, kind of, but to be honest with you, Roy, I don't think I realized that I was gaining so much weight until it was too late. And at some point my doctor even like pulled me aside and she was like, listen, um, you're doing great, but I just want to make you aware at this point in your pregnancy, you should not have gained this much weight. Like I think I, at the point that I was like 22 or 25 weeks, I had put on what I should have put on until I was 35 weeks. How'd you take that news? That's a t- sounds like a tough conversation. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I love my doctor so mm. much. Like we've got such a great relationship. She delivered both of my kids. I've been seeing her since I moved to Charlotte. Um, she's a good friend of the family in Dallas. So it was a little easier. She, she delivered it with great bedside manner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would feel like anyone would have to deliver that with great bedside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you would think so, but I, yeah. I have another friend uh, who just had a baby and her doctor was not so kind delivering that news. Really? So is there, yeah. is there this, um, shaming pressure? No, I don't, it's or... not a shaming pressure, but it is, you know, your doctor's obviously looking out for your, uh, yours and your baby's health because when you gain too much weight, too early on in a pregnancy, you're at a higher risk for, uh, I can't say it, gestational diabetes. Um, so you have to take a glucose test at some point during your pregnancy to make sure that you, that your, you know, sugar levels are not like all screwy. And the way that I was eating, that's what her concern was. Let me ask you too, between mom, uh, moms, cause I'm, I'm clearly not one. Um, is that something you guys like share? Like you knew that your friend didn't have such a good conversation. Do you guys like go, oh gosh, I'm I'm gaining too much weight? Or is this something like people keep private? Because to me personally, if I'm going through a, a bout of gaining weight, I don't tell a single soul. Like that's a Roy conversation. That's a me conversation. Yeah. I think during my first pregnancy, I didn't share as much. Uh, I just kind of carried that load myself. But during my second pregnancy, all of my friends were pregnant, like Mm -hmm. all of them. I had one immediate friend here in Charlotte who was not pregnant. There were seven of of us pregnant at the same time. So we kind of used each other as a support group. And we had a lot of those conversations. But it's really hard afterwards, Roy, not to look left and right because – like I have one friend, KT, who she's Colombian and the weight just, I mean, poof, the next day she looked like she could get into a, an NBA uniform again. Oh, and, wow. you know, you, you sit there and you're like, God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm like, I love you and I hate yeah, you yeah. all at the same time. But it's really hard not to, you know, compare yourself to others. And that that is, I think, in, you know, I'm sure the two of you know, it's really hard not to compare yourself when somebody else is doing the same thing that you are and you're, you're just not getting the same result. I think that's true. Like I, yeah. I when I compare myself to Randy, cause Randy's lost about 177, um, six, what, what 180 you, right now. Oh yeah, my God. That's amazing. Good for you. Good for you. I mean, it's just melting off of you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're um, KT. <laughs> he is. Right. He is. I don't and, look as good in that uniform, though. But I'm just, you know. 
But the way I, I kind of look at me and Randy is that Randy started his journey in January of last year. And then I really didn't hone in on my journey until May. And so I'm like, okay, so I'm like five or six months behind him. And I'm now realizing that I am not progressing as fast as Randy was. And that is a total, it messes with my mind because, but, but I'm also trying to factor in, I had the holidays that screwed me up and I had a lot of life events, um, like engagements, which kind of set me back. Well, sure. I think anybody does. I, and, uh, you know, like Loren was saying, you know, when you have people around you that's kind of going through the same journey you're going through, not everybody's going to be on the same pace. Right. And it's hard not to, you know, you know, you shouldn't look left and right because, you know, no, A, nobody's your competition, right? Mm -hmm. Like right. that's not, the end goal here is not to look as good as KT does in the uniform. Right. The end goal is to get back to a healthy weight that I feel good good about. It's just sometimes as human beings to, to kind of humanize that and realize that you're doing it to be aware of it is, I think, a little healthier than just being green with envy of someone. Sure. I mean, because I've been taking um, little Debbie cakes and putting protein bar stickers on them and mailing them to Randy and saying, you should eat this. It's very healthy for you. <laughs> Evidently it's working because I'm still losing weight, you know, so. <laughs> just trying to get this guy to slow down. Um, but no, oh, let me ask you this, Loren, because all right, you, you have cash, you get to a point of sitting there going, okay, now I've got to get this weight off of me. Yeah. Then the next baby comes along. Yeah. How, how do you, how do you approach the second child differently than you know than cash because like you said you, you were just eating everything in sight yeah doctor with, gets on you mm -hmm. now you're into the next baby yeah and i have to be honest i didn't lose all of my baby weight from cash and my boys are four and a half years apart or three and a half three and a half four and a half it doesn't matter anyway <laughs> multiple years apart and um i should have gotten that weight off before i went down the route of having another child, or at least that was my goal. I did never truly get around to it. Life which is, happens. Yeah, life happens. But, you know, it also like kind of wasn't a priority. I had a lot of things going on in my life. Um, you know, my son is speech delayed. So we were trying to get him therapies and my husband's mom went through cancer. And, you know, there were just like kind of all of these other life things that I was more consumed with. I put myself at the bottom of the totem pole. And you guys know when you are like on this journey, you sometimes have to put yourself first. Of course. And between the two babies, I was not a priority. Everybody else was my priority. My new baby, my family, um, my career, what was going on in my life. And I just kind of fell by the wayside. Now with Jackson, when I got pregnant with him, my goal was to eat healthier, to not gain as much weight, which I am just, I didn't gain as much weight, even though it looks like it, if you see the 190, 180, but I weighed more when I got pregnant with Jackson. So I, I did essentially gain less with him. So now afterwards, I did pretty well through my whole pregnancy. And after delivery, some of it came off. Breastfeeding is supposed to help you burn an extra 500 calories a day. I don't know if that's true or if it's an old wives tale, mm -hmm. but I got to a point where I was consistently hitting like 140 and couldn't get 
any lower than that. The holidays happened, like Roy said. I went back up to 150, and I was like, I I can't do this on my own. I'm plateauing. I don't know what to do. The things that were working for me when I was younger are not working anymore. I'm 36 years old. Um, I need some help. So I I did get some help of a nutritionist who help me with a meal plan and I log everything on an app and she can see what I'm logging. So if I'm, you know, kind of wavering or I'm not eating enough or I'm not eating the right stuff, she can then text me and be like, Hey, just saw, you know, you did X, Y, Z. Maybe next time we can try it this way. And she'll send me a healthy recipe. That's great. You know, um, yeah. we, I just had uh, one of our fans of the show. He's been struggling because he listens to the show. One thing we preach is that you've got to remain in a calorie deficit. I mean, it's just scientifically impossible mm-hmm. um, to lose weight if you're eating more calories than what you need. Um, so you should, you should remain in a calorie deficit. So he's like, I, I'm, I'm working out five days a week. I'm hitting the gym hard and I'm remaining in a calorie deficit and I've gained weight. And I sent him a message back and I'm like, you know, that's just impossible. So it's best if you talk with a nutritionist because they are going to make you uh, write everything that you're doing down. You're going to look at all what you're consuming and they're going to break those calories and macros down to, to, to every detail. They're going to figure out how much you should be eating and how much you should be burning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also encouraged him, you know, maybe you're going too hard at the gym and you're not really focusing enough on nutrition. It's like there is a balance to all of this. Right. Uh, but that's like what perfect, like that's a great thing for a nutritionist is that they really kind of hold your hand uh, and keep you on track to make sure you're not, you know, going off too much. Now, you said something that after the baby Everyone else is a priority, and so therefore you you didn't really get around to losing your weight because you're mm-hmm. too focused on your family. And I think so many other moms are just like you, and they never get around to it. So how, if you could give a tip to a mom that's listening right now who, who just gained the weight and they've never been able to find a way to make them a priority, how would you suggest they do that? So I think as women, we typically like, it's the traditional thing that you hear, like we're fixers, we worry about everybody else. And like we're saying, you so often become bottom of the totem pole. But I would say to ask for help. If that's one piece of advice that I could give somebody, if you feel so bogged down in your day that you can't meal prep, or you can't go catch a workout, or just have some you time, some self-care time, you need to ask for help. Whether that's help from your husband or from a nanny or your mom, your mother-in-law, a neighbor, somebody who can give you 30 minutes to an hour just to decompress and go do something for you. Like I said, if if you need to meal prep and you, you need to make that a priority, then that's what you do for, you know, 30 minutes out of that hour. Then the second half, you go and do a 20-minute yoga uh, class on the Peloton app or whatever it may be. But I think you have to make that time for you. And we just, sometimes we use it as as an excuse. We're too busy. We're too busy. We're too busy. You have to ask for help. I I think when when I first lost um, my first 100 pounds, we were really busy with the show at the time. 
we just started the show like in 2015 and I started my weight loss journey and I was with a nutritionist then and that was my big big response all the time is I well you know we're going to this event and I'm struggling because we go to this event we're eater and remember we would get food drops in the studio oh my gosh they're the devil (laughs) we people would get this y'all people would pay to bring us food just so we could eat it just to see and it's never like salads or oatmeal burgers burgers yeah delicious pretzel bacon burgers and then tater tots and french and fries. fries. I mean, everything you could think of, people bring into the studio because we're performing a show every day. And I really struggled in that time frame. And that just, we were just trying to keep on track. And um, I find, like, finally, Rick told me, it was like, you got to make you such a priority. Like, you are so important. Mm-hmm. You have to tell people no. At some point, it comes with the will of you. Yeah, I think that's really hard too, is having the willpower to say no. Like for me, I told you, I don't really crave sweets. Once in a great while, if I'm on my cycle, I will go for a piece of dark chocolate. But I'm a salt person and I also eat and associate stress with food. So that is one thing that I talk to my nutritionist about is how I can derail myself when I'm stressed out and I find myself standing in the kitchen with a bag of salt and vinegar potato chips on my hand. Am I really hungry or am I stressed out and just looking for some oral fixation or, you know, what is that? So like what I, what I would do, how we would combat all those food drops for me and all those awful things and the busy schedule is that we were constantly planning, you know, to have healthier alternatives to turn to. So that when there was other people eating, I could maybe turn to this. Or if we were going to eat this food, I would advance know the menu and know the calories. And, well, mm-hmm. I could eat that. Maybe I just won't eat as much. Or I'll maybe eat no bun. Or I might just do this. And we would just try to kind of find the perfect solution. And then on top of all that, for me, and I don't know what your nutritionist says, but the one thing that helped me tremendously with my relationship with food because I would roll into this cycle where um, if I ate bad food, I'd be like, well, F it. I'm just going to keep eating that. I already like, screwed it up for the day. I already screwed it up for the day. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that really helped me with, and that's a horrible relationship to have with food. Yeah, it is. Because it can quickly gain it. gain weight doing that. <laughs> um, but what helps me is that, okay, give yourself permission to eat that. But... On, on the one condition that eat it if you're hungry and then stop eating it when you're satisfied, not when you're full, just when you're satisfied. Giving myself permission to not beat myself up and then like, but then be aware of my body at the same time, I, the weight then started coming off. Yeah, I think too, you know, once you start eating pretty clean for a good period of time, I think your body goes through a detox. And when you go back to those foods, sometimes they don't make you feel as good as you remembered. Yeah. I mean, Randy, when was the last time you had McDonald's? Oh, over a year. Yeah. I mean, what do you think would happen if you ate McDonald's? Well, you know, we've already been through that when you came home for uh, the holidays and we went out to eat and Loren, I hadn't had processed sugar Mm-hmm. And so long and w- sitting at dinner, the young man comes out and he's got, you know, 
this dessert, and he's like, oh, you've got to try it and everything. I maybe had a fork and a half yeah. of, you know, of this dessert, and it just made me sick. Yeah. I was so way, sick. It, it was it was delicious. Oh, delicious <laughs> wasn't the word the for moment, it. moment, you know? right. Yes. <laughs> just to be clear, it was amazing, but it was yes. but it made you sick. <laughs> it was it was made from Krispy Kreme donuts. It was it was heaven, but yeah. it it literally, you know, and and Leroy and I've talked about this because you'll sit there some days and you look at a cookie and that cookie's 400 calories and then you look at that Subway sub and it's 400 calories and you're going I'm going with the sub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to deal with the cookie here. But now one of the things that I see with you Loren and Leroy and I've talked about this and I when you guys go live on Facebook or Instagram I notice a lot of times you have oatmeal yes. in the studio with you and is that your go-to in the mornings? Yeah, so it's my very easy to throw in my bag if I haven't had time to eat at the house. But in the morning, I try to do like a light carb and like some protein. So I might, or fat. So I might throw a piece of toast in the toaster and have an avocado toast. I'm so basic before I leave the house in the morning. And if I don't get to do that, then yeah, I will throw a packet of plain oatmeal in my bag with chia seeds. And then that is what I make in the studio. So I'm still getting my like carb and my fat together at some point. You know, in previous episodes, we were talking about volume eating, which is uh, people who struggle with when they're on health journeys, they feel like, oh, I'm all, I'm, but I'm still hungry. Well, it's like, well, you're not eating enough. So, so you need to eat more food, mm-hmm. but it needs to be healthy food. And so if that- you're eating the right foods too for I for your body, when I was uh, competing at Miss USA, I worked with a nutritionist who happened to also be a chemist. And I mean, this girl wanted to know every single little detail about your body, like. Did you poop today? <laughs> when is your cycle? Um, how are you feeling? How much sleep did you get? And then she like somehow is like, okay, if you're still hungry, if I've given you these things and you're still hungry, there's something wrong. So we have to figure out and maybe move foods around because you might need to eat a little bit heavier in the morning than sure. you do in the evenings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and then like things like oatmeal, uh, is very dense, mm-hmm. but it's not calorically heavy. Um, I guess in theory you could put cream in it and sugar and make it calorically heavy, but but generally the way you normally should eat oatmeal, it's not. Um, so it could fill you up, and so it's it's important to find those healthy things that can kind of hold you over. Uh, and and Randy's right. If you watch a lot of the videos from our radio show, the Manny Roy and the Ren Morning Show, Loren always brings a snack, and I and I applaud you for that because back when I ate breakfast. I, that was a really big weakness for me. I never planned. I was one. I'm, I'm still a bad planner, but I never it's planned. It's hard though. We're up so early in the morning, right? But you would come in with you come in with carrots. You come in with vegetables, and I just never had the effort and motivation to to really at four o'clock in the morning get that together, or even the night before get that together. Mm-hmm. I struggled with that. Now I currently fast, um, so it's now a win win for me. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, Randy's right. You you do really well with that. Another thing, I, 
Go ahead, uh, sorry, I was just going to say, Roy, I think that goes back to like asking for help because mm-hmm. like I really don't have time to do that in the morning. I have to feed my son before I leave and I've got to get ready and, and do things here to get my family set up for the day. But the night before, my husband is really good because I've asked for help to help me meal prep for the next day. Like sometimes you need a buddy on this journey. And Randy, I know like losing that much weight, you had to have had a support system. Like, yes, it's great to be like, yes, I did it on my own, but it is also unrealistic to think that you can do it just by yourself. Well, he lost all the weight because of me. You guys were, you buddied up, right? (laughs) I don't know. That, that, and I would, you know, I would pump and, you know, that really took a lot of weight (laughs) off of me. I was pumping calories. 500 calories a day, right? I was taking advantage of that. No, but no, right. Uh, um, uh, You know, I talk about how physical activity is not fun unless you make it fun. If you find physical activity you enjoy, Laurent, I walk now five miles a day. And I only do that now because of Randy. We He was my walking buddy. Randy, thank you. Because we couldn't get Roy to walk to lunch ever. <laughs> now well, I'm so excited for it to get nice here again because we can walk from our little uh, uptown Charlotte studio to one of the it was close bad. lunch places. Like we, 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 the, the restaurant would be a block away and I'd be like, meh, I'll drive. Right. You know, No, I tell you, Loren, one of the videos that sticks in my mind to this day is when he had the dream about being the Kool-Aid man coming yeah. through the wall. And he goes through that that drywall, and he's sitting on the floor. And I'm thinking to myself, it's going to take him a few minutes to get up. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a quick jumper. Up. He, right, because, you know, when you're that big, yeah. and this is something that – I've got I got to a point, and I've I've got to thank my niece because my niece was really one that at four hundred and some pounds we sat down and we started talking one night, and she just told me she said, you know, you need to you need to reevaluate things. You're so big, you can't lay down in the bed. You've got to sleep in a recliner. Uh, you you know you walk five feet and you're out of breath. Yeah. And it's it's things like that that you're sitting there and she you know she kind of told me she goes we got to get this in hand here. And I told her I said it's not, you know, but the one thing that she she got me with was nothing changed around me. I had to make the change. Yeah, that what's that saying nothing changes if nothing changes. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. that was the thing because, you know, here she is with, you know, with children and things like that. And you're sitting here going, okay, there's still going to be cookies. There's still cakes. There's going to be things that a three-year-old, that a four-year-old can eat plenty of that you're sitting here going, I look at it and gain three pounds. Mm -hmm. And it's one of these things to where she kind of, you know, it, it was that sense of okay i'm not alone here and then you know then leroy and i had the conversation one day and again it was it was months Mm -hmm. difference between leroy and i and i told leroy i said i think i found something that's really starting to work here and you got the sense that leroy you know was like "Ah, i've tried everything here a little bit let's and then once i think you embraced it well because everything i ever tried before was 
follow a list that somebody gave me. Follow a plan right. that was either trendy or it was just you got to follow this to a T. Yeah. That's not life. No, there's no handbook to life. No nutritionist, no doctor, no consultant can tell you what your day is going to be. You have an idea. You have a framework. Like you, you like, oh, I have to go do this, this, this. But things happen along the way. And that's where I struggled. Yeah. You know, and I'm an emotional eater. So if something happened that I didn't plan for in the middle of the day, like a conversation that was heavy and it set me an emotional tailspin, I never had really a, a good plan. And, mm-hmm. and that's why it was never written in the book for me. But then I found... Truly, as simple as it sounds, you know, uh, move more, eat less. Um, if you remain in a caloric deficit, you focus on low calorie, low fats. You focus on, you know, good sources of proteins, good sources of carbs, good sources of vegetables and fats. And you truly eat a well-balanced meal at, at every possible attempt. Um, I saw progress. Now, I understand that that, that that is me and everybody's different. Like you could be maybe like Loren and you need something more fine-tuned, right? Because it's not that easy just to eat things well-balanced. And that's where nutritionists are f- phenomenal for you. Uh, Isn't that funny though, Roy, how we're all so different? We're all the same, obviously. We're all going through kind of the same thing. Um, obviously, we're at different points in our journey. But mm-hmm. me, I and I think it's because of my... Uh, like team sport background, being a cheerleader, uh, I need a little bit more structure, right? You, like you I need, need a list. militant, yeah, kind of thing. And I, I know I can still, you know, veer from it. Like my son made cupcakes the other day and of course I'm going to have a cupcake when I hurt my son's feelings. Right. Um, <laughs> right. I'll use that as my excuse. Um, but <laughs> exactly. You know, I I like having to go to my app because it keeps me mindful of what I'm putting in my body. But that's just, you know, everyone is so different. Yeah, I felt like I was letting me down and my nutritionist down if I didn't follow this form, this formula that they gave me. And I never under ever really understood the formulas, by the way. I would just try to piece it together. And so what works for me is like just trying to find that well-balanced thing. And, and it, you know, everyone's different. Um, so, and anyone who's listening, Randy is talking about, Randy was saying how you, you got to make that change. If you're listening to this show right now, wherever you are, you are making that change. You are putting that foot forward because there are so many other people right now who's not even thinking about their health and nutritionist. Mm-hmm. You at one point, you listening to this right now, did not even think about your wellness and your future nutrition. And now you are. You're focused on it and you're trying. Every day is not going to be perfect. There's going to be life events, but you're at least putting effort in and you're being mindful. And that's what's important. And that's the goal of this podcast. You get to hear oh, what other people are doing, what works for them. And maybe you can kind of piece what everyone's doing to do to your own journey. Um, before we let you go, Loren, because we're already out of time, uh, I, 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 is there any, can you tell me a little bit, or is there contractual issues, how health and nutrition was in the cheerleading world? Was there massive, unrealistic expectations? Uh, so yes and no. I will be very honest with you. The environment and the culture of cheering professionally now is very different than it was 
back when I started. So I cheered when I was 19, 18 to 20. And the environment then was quite honestly, we got weighed in at practice once a week. Mm -hmm. And you had kind of a three pound up or down that you could go. And then you got put on the fitness list, which was displayed in the studio for everyone to see. And I think in their mindset at the time, it was supposed to hold you accountable. But it was giving people complexes. And when it was brought to the attention of organizations that that was happening, a lot of things changed. Now, there were seven years from the time I stopped cheering the first time and then when I started cheering again when I moved to Charlotte. And although we still got weighed in for a little bit, it was more of a, um, uh, I guess, true fitness, like it wasn't based so much on a number, right? Like we still had, um, more like uniform checks, I guess, than actual weigh-ins. And even that has changed so much since 2000, I think I've finished in 15 to today. I don't, to be honest with you, I have friends that cheer professionally now, and I don't even think they're allowed to get weighed in anymore. Okay. So the culture is constantly changing, but from what it was to what it is now is so different. Okay. Like it's it's really not a fair assumption to say, you know, what I experienced in 2003 to what is happening in 2020 or 21. Okay. I always wondered because, you know, I've spoken with people who were who were on The Biggest Loser and he would share awful stories and she she said that they had to take like diuretics and mm-hmm. Uh, sit in saunas for hours. Now, I will be full disclosure. Like nobody forces you to do that when you're on a team, but people do it. I used to put a sweat belt on and run five miles and take my diuretic tea. And I mean, there were even points where when I was trying to make weight, I took laxatives. Like, I mean, you have to... and. Obviously, none of that is safe or oh, it's not healthy. looking back on it now. I'm like, that wasn't healthy. What was I doing? But who the hell knows what you're doing at 20 years old, too? Sure, sure. But everything was so focused on that number. You're like, well, I got to hit whatever number they give. Right. But there's so much more to weight loss in your nutrition than a number. Like, I remember when I was able to, the day I was able to walk up a flight of stairs, or better yet, the day I was able to walk to my car and not be out of breath was a major success for me. You know, that's not a number. That's not a number, but that's just, that's other things you got to look at. That's me. Everyone's different. You can't focus so much on that detail. And then so people would do these dangerous things Mm -hmm. just to weigh in. Yeah. The culture has changed a lot now. Okay. For the better, for the better, for sure. Good. Okay. Well, Loren, thank you for joining us. Randy, do you have any questions? No. Well, one, Loren, if uh, somebody wants to uh, find you on social media, where can they find you? Um, absolutely. I For my blog, my Instagram handle is all of the F words. And then for our radio show, you can find me at Kiss Loren. Um, but 
I am an open book. <laughs> if, if anybody wants to DM me or has questions, if you see something on my blog, a lot of people message me about breastfeeding stuff. Um, you know, I am more than happy to share my experience. I am by no means an expert in anything. I'm just kind of good at a lot of things. <laughs> That's what we say. We say we're not nutritionists. We're not doctors, but Randy's lost 180 pounds. You, he's doing something right. He's doing something right. Like you yeah, should probably no, listen when he has a tip. <laughs> exactly. No, if you've got questions for me about pumping, let me know. My nipples are killing me right now. You know but, what? You know. I'm going to send those right over, Randy. <laughs> Please. Um, but you know. also, <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me on your podcast. Um, I also have a podcast called Mommyhood to Menopause, and we cover a lot of this stuff too. Uh, we just show. had an. Yeah, we just had a nutritionist on, which will be out in a few weeks, uh, talking about getting back to that pre-baby body, that snapback body. So, If you uh, loved hearing Loren, let me know. We'll uh, invite her back as much as, as she will come. Well, at least until she starts billing us, and then we'll, we'll kick her <laughs> off. Um, but, yeah, but then no. that's over with, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, we'll invite her, have her on. Uh, I mean, I talk to her for four four hours every morning. I yeah, aren't know. you sick of me yet? <laughs> no, never. We, Loren and I, we we vacation together. We're, re we're really close. Um, yeah, Ray's like my little brother. So I would love to have you back on because I think it's important for, there's so many moms that are listening to us who have just been struggling to get back to their, mm -hmm. their, their pre-baby weight and, and they don't know how and they feel lost. And to recap some of the things you said, I think if you're, if you're trying to do that, Lorenz had asked for help. I think the support system is so important. Moms have everything on their shoulders, but now's the time to focus on you and you need to get some help. You need that support. Uh, so ask for it. And I think that's great advice to get things started. Well, Loren, thank you for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful week. And uh, we'll, talk to, I'll, we'll talk to you on the radio tomorrow. Awesome. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Roy. Thank you.